regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Welcome to another edition of Bearing Arms, Cam and Company. My name is Cam Edwards. I'm so glad you joined us on the program. Hopefully you had a a great weekend. Glad that you're with us today. Coming up on the uh, program, we're going to be delving into some comments by one Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who... uh, took to Twitter over the weekend to proclaim, come on, don't worry about the rising violent crime. It's hysteria. Yeah, you're just hysterical if you're concerned about the uh, increase in shootings and in homicides. I mean, I can't imagine the gun control activists are happy about this. They're trying to use the rise in crime to uh, call for new gun control laws, but uh, no. Uh, she was on a Zoom call with New York Representative Jamal Bowman and uh, said, quote, we're seeing these headlines about percentage increases. And she said, I want to say that any amount of harm is unacceptable and too much. But I also want to make sure that this hysteria, you know, that this doesn't drive a hysteria and that we look at these numbers in context so we can make responsible decisions about what to allocate in that context. Okay. Well, I look. I'm all. I, look, I, I'm actually all in favor of that. You're right. We we shouldn't just become hysterical, uh, even if we saw a, you know the biggest one year jump in the homicide rate in the United States uh, last year. We need to look at the context for why that happened. Problem is, of course, that Democrats like Alexandria Ocasio Cortez say, "Well, it's because of guns." That's what that's what happened. The gun sales went up. Violent crime went up. Ergo. The gun sales led to the violent crime increase, and therefore we must crack down on firearms. Uh, Ocasio-Cortez also said, quote, if we want to reduce violent crime, if we want to reduce the number of people in our jails, the answer is to stop building more of them. She said this uh, earlier in June. The answer, she said, uh, is to make sure that we actually build more hospitals. We pay organizers. We get people mental health care and overall health care, employment, et cetera. It's to support communities, not throw them away. Which, again, I have to say, I, I don't find anything inherently wrong with Alex, uh, Alexander Ocasio-Cortez saying that. But I am confused to hear AOC say this when she's also said things like she supports common sense gun reform with the goal of eliminating gun violence and saving lives. That's why she's consistently called for a federal ban on assault weapons, high-capacity magazines, and bump stocks. Representative Ocasio-Cortez also helped pass H.R. 8, a bipartisan bill in the House of Representatives that would establish new background check requirements for firearm transfers between private parties. Now, if you believe that the answer to reducing violent crime is through more hospitals, more mental health treatment, more community involvement, more uh, educational opportunities, more employment opportunities, then why do you also support creating new crimes out of thin air? Well, not out of thin air, out of our right to keep and bear arms. Because the bills that Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez says that she's supportive of, banning high-capacity magazines, banning so-called assault weapons, even universal background checks. Each and every one of those common sense gun safety measures, as she describes them, 
actually involves criminalizing the possession of an item that are uh, that's currently legally owned by tens of millions of Americans, making it a crime to do so, or in the case of universal background checks, making it a crime to transfer a firearm, even a a friend or a coworker, somebody you know is not a prohibited person. And what are the penalties for violating these laws that Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez wants to put on the books? Federal prison time. Putting people in prison for possessing a magazine that can hold 17 rounds. Putting people in prison for continuing to possess the most commonly sold rifle in America today. If Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez really, truly believes that, well, we shouldn't be building more prisons, uh, we need to look at other ways other than, uh, you know, the criminal justice system to reduce violent crime. I'm all in favor of that. But she can't keep touting her support for new gun control laws that will put people in federal prison for nonviolent possessory offenses. And by the way, this is nothing new. Here's Alexandria Castillo cortez as of 2019. After lauding New Zealand's government for taking gun control action in the days following last Friday's deadly mosque shooting in Christchurch. This is from Newsweek in 2019. New York Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez has shared a four-point plan of her own to address gun violence in the United States. Shared an article on Twitter on Thursday detailing how teachers in Indiana were left with painful welts and abrasions after being shot with plastic pellets during an active shooter training session. Ocasio-Cortez said, quote, instead of training children, teachers, houses of faith, and concert goers to prep for being shot, the U.S. could try taking stronger action on gun control. She then laid out the four ways that she believes the United States should address gun violence. And we could just pass universal background checks, disarm domestic abusers, mandate safe storage, and ban bump stocks, semi-autos, and high-cap magazines designed to kill people. Again, if, if that's what she believes, well, I've got arguments against her proposals, but you can't also, in the same breath, say, we really can't try to criminalize our way out of this problem. We can't try to arrest our way out of this problem. We've got too many police. We've got, uh, you know, mass incarceration. Hey, you know what we need? We need to turn the vast majority of legal gun owners into criminals. Because what does that do if not leads to and exacerbates the problems of mass incarceration that Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez talks about? You know, look, and, and by the way, this double speak. Is, is nothing new. We've been talking about it for well over a year uh, here on Bearing Arms. The, the Democrats' embrace of both the defund the police movement and the gun control movement, which really are at odds with itself. The gun control movement even says uh, police violence is gun violence. And yet, they want to ensure that you have more armed officers of the state interacting with individuals and trying to affect an arrest for, again, possessing one of the most commonly owned farms in the country today, or for possessing a 20-round magazine, of which there are tens of millions in the hands of legal gun owners. Look, I actually am all in favor of finding ways to reduce violent crime that don't involve putting new gun control laws on the books. As a matter of fact, I I'm not just in favor of finding those ways. I've been touting some of these ways that we can reduce violent crime and actually reduce the overall number of arrests by focusing on the most violent offenders. And you don't need new gun control laws on the books to do it. We have plenty. But uh, AOC, still stuck in that uh, contradictory mindset. We don't, we, don't, we don't need 
to get people hysterical about the increase in violent crime. Mm-hmm. We need to work on reducing the number of prisons that we have. But you know what we need? We need more gun control laws on the books because America's not safe. I- I'd say make up your mind, AOC, but I-, I think her mind is made up. And that is, if Republicans say X, she's got to say Y. So... If Republicans are talking about the rise in violent crime, don't get hysterical. Violent crime is going down, but we see a high-profile gun violence incident. Oh, my God, we need gun control right now. We have over-incarceration. We have uh, systemic racism in our police force. We've got to do something to reimagine criminal justice. You know what, though? We do need to put some more nonviolent felony-level offenses on the books while I'm thinking about it. The two things are, uh, again, entirely at odds with each other, but uh, for AOC, and sadly, for the vast majority of Democrats, they are willing to ignore the inherent contradiction in what they're calling for. So yeah, they're still going to call for, if, if they can, reimagining police. Probably not defunding the police, but reimagining policing while keeping their stale, tired, and unconstitutional ideas about targeting legal gun owners with criminal offenses. Yeah, they're not willing to uh, reimagine their support for gun control, unfortunately. All right, let's turn our attention to today's Armed Citizen story, our good deed of the day, and our recidivist report. We'll start there with this headline, Louisville, Kentucky. Man sentenced to probation after the shooting death of a Louisville mother of three back in 2019. A judge granted Jalen Bell five years of probation because of good behavior over the past couple of years. This from uh, WLKY. Bell was sentenced on Friday uh, after uh, killing 21-year-old mother of three, Kayla Hunter Purcell, in December of 2019 in Old Louisville. Arrest reports say that Bell attempted to grab a gun from Purcell's waistband and take it from her during an altercation. Purcell warned Bell not to do that because the gun was loaded. He eventually got a hold of the gun, pulled it away from her, which, according to arrest reports, quote, caused the gun to discharge, striking her in the chest. Bell maintains it was accidental. Judge apparently agreed. He was charged with reckless homicide. Judge said based on uh, Bell's good behavior, he was granted five years probation. At the time of the shooting, by the way, Bell was already on probation. Yeah. On a federal weapons charge. After a 2014 shooting of a 16-year-old boy. So, he was on probation when he recklessly killed his 21-year-old mother of three two years ago. But because the judge apparently says he's been an altar boy ever since, Jalen Bell will do no time behind bars for the death of Kayla Hunter Purcell. Now, look, you know, judge could say this was an accident. He was charged with reckless homicide. He ended up pleading guilty. I don't think probation suffices. I don't know about you, but. Um, Again, rather than trying to put new gun control laws on the books, I would much rather we see tougher sentences, real punishment, real consequences 
for acts like this. But it's not going to happen because Jalen Bell's back on the streets. Today's Armed Citizen story from Los Angeles, California, the Hollywood Hills. This is a uh, headline from My News LA. Rolls-Royce robbery turns to bloody gunfight. Robert killed an early morning Hollywood Hills failed fashion exact heist. It was 2 a.m. Friday when ski-masked armed robbers followed a Rolls-Royce into the Hollywood Hills, reports on My News LA. Those robbers, however, did not expect a deadly gunfight with a security guard that killed one of the crooks and resulted in the other two robbers being arrested. Two of the targeted Rolls-Royce victims were hospitalized in stable condition. It happened about uh, 2.05 a.m. on uh, Blue Jay Way in the uh, Hollywood Hills. Police say that the uh, attempted robbery may be connected to other robberies in the area. Suspects followed a Rolls-Royce that had been occupied by a Fashion Nova CEO, Richard Sagian. TMZ reported to uh, that they're uh, told it's unclear whether the uh, robbers were aware that Sagian was traveling in the vehicle or if they only followed it because, hey, Rolls-Royce, got to be some folks with uh, some money inside. Uh, law enforcement forces uh, tell TMZ that the suspects ordered the two men or ordered two men who were traveling in the rolls with Richard Sagi into the ground, took jewelry. Richard apparently had already entered the uh, the domicile, and uh, TMZ told that Richard's security came out of the home, and that's when the shootout started. According to Fox 11, one of the victims, a business executive, was the friend of the CEO of a popular fashion company. LAPD said that uh, three suspects in a car, two uh, of the men wearing ski masks and armed with handguns, got out. Forced the victims onto the ground, took watches and jewelry. Then during the robbery, an armed security guard exchanged gunfire with the suspects and was shot. Uh, one of the uh, robbery suspects uh, was apparently uh, shot as well. Uh, was pronounced dead at the scene. Second suspect shot in the ankle, transported to local hospital in stable condition. Uh, two robbery victims were also struck by gunfire. And at last report, were listed as stable in a local hospital. Now, here's the thing. This isn't your typical armed citizen story. But the reason why I wanted to talk about it is because it's not your typical armed citizen story. In Los Angeles County, the typical citizen can't be armed for self-defense. The typical resident of L.A., whether they drive a Rolls or a, uh, you know, Toyota Corolla, are not able to obtain a concealed carry permit. There are hundreds of licensees in L.A. County, home to about 10 million people, and you've got hundreds who have an active carry license. Because self-defense isn't seen as a valid reason to obtain a concealed carry license. Crime's up, and I'm scared. Not good enough. I live in a bad neighborhood. Robberies have increased 75% over last year. Not a good enough reason. I'm wealthy, I'm powerful, and I uh, fear for my life. Maybe. But again, in many of those cases, those folks can hire armed security, right? Licensed security guards. And they're protected, even if they choose not to carry a firearm themselves. It's the average citizen in Los Angeles County. And I would add San Francisco County. Alameda County, San Diego County in California, and obviously, you know, New York State, state of New Jersey, state of Maryland, the handful of states where these may issue licensing laws to remain on the books 
are the places where the average citizen cannot carry for self-defense. It doesn't matter how law-abiding they are. It doesn't matter if they've gone through the training. If the issuing authority, in this case, the uh, Los Angeles County Sheriff, says, well, I just don't think you've shown a good enough reason for me to give you permission to bear arms in public, then your Second Amendment rights are denied. The wealthy, the guys like Richard Sagian, they will ultimately be unimpacted by those laws. Because if need be, they can hire people to protect them with guns. The vast majority of us can't afford to do that. It's a do-it-yourself project. And stories like this are why the laws in L.A. County and New York and Massachusetts and New Jersey and the handful of other may-issue states need to go away. And hopefully, this fall, when the Supreme Court hears a challenge to New York's may-issue carry laws, we will get a good ruling from a majority of justices. Finally today, our uh, good deed of the day from Bethlehem, New York, where a police officer in the right place at the right time, willing and able to do the right thing to save the life of an infant. This was Friday just before midnight. Police say officer Caitlin Kroji, I hope I'm pronouncing that name correctly, arrived on scene within minutes of the call. And when she got there, she found the infant unresponsive, not breathing, foaming at the mouth. The officer says she immediately began the Heimlich maneuver, was able to clear the infant's airway. EMS arrived a short time later. The infant taken to uh, Albany Medical Center for additional evaluation, but it looks like that child is going to be okay uh, because of the quick-thinking actions of Officer Caitlin Kroji in uh, North Bethlehem, New York. So we uh, thank you, Officer Kroji, for your very, very good deed. Now, that is all the time we've got for you on this edition of Bearing Arms Cam & Company. I want to thank you for being a part of the program. As always, don't forget... You can uh, check out the latest Second Amendment news and information throughout the day at Bearing Arms. You can also become a VIP subscriber to Bearing Arms. All you have to do, go to bearingarms.com slash subscribe. You can use the promo code GUNS and get 25% off of your VIP membership. Not only will you get exclusive analysis and commentary from myself and uh, folks like Tom Knighton, but you will be supporting work like this, Bearing Arms Cam and Company, which we are proud to bring you almost each and every weekday. You can find us at uh, YouTube, Rumble.com, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. And we will be back with more of the latest Second Amendment news and information from all across the nation tomorrow. But until then, be well, be safe, be free.